Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I'm one of your hosts for the show, for this episode, for life. My name is Gabe, but it's not all about me. I have another host sitting right next to me. In fact, right in front of me. I'm looking at his beautiful face right now. This is Matt Morris, everyone. Hello, everybody. What's up? Not much. Just ready to talk about my movie oh almost introduced <laughs> it there uh, we're watching I, I guess i'll take it from you so today uh before we get into catching up with each other we are going to be talking about the classic 1980s teen movie my bodyguard <laughs> i can cheat can i i mean Hey, where'd you guys find my bike? What, you been fishing? Oh, no. Thanks, I'll take it now. Hey, Mike! Moody, you're a real bastard. Cinnamon, you picking on Moody again? Huh? You're really beginning to annoy me. Look, just don't give us any trouble. Enough is enough, all right? Get it out of here. Lindemann, you got three seconds to make your split. Again. Uh-uh. Without the bike. <laughs> it's Moody's now. Some guys never learn. Okay. Take it. Okay, so... Uh, I watched this, this movie this week. I really liked it. I've got some thoughts about it. But before we get into it, Matt, uh, how was your week? Uh, it was good. It was one of those weeks that was kind of slow, but it's, it was still fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like both no. at the same time. No. I really don't know. It was slow. <laughs> it, it felt really slow at work. Um, yeah. But it's Saturday now. I'm glad to It's to Saturday? Do yeah. Did you watch anything else besides the two movies we're talking about today? I did not. I didn't have time this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I watched... Uh, it was a busy week. We we finished uh, American Crime Story, People versus O.J. Simpson. Mm. We finished that, I think, Monday night. How was that? It's good, man. Yeah? It's good. Okay. I know... Uh, Maybe I'll give old Cuba a try. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Uh, everyone in that show is pretty incredible. Cool. I, I remember that going on when I was a kid. It was always on TV, but I didn't... It wasn't really, like... Mm -hmm. Engaged. My, yeah. I mean, I had no idea. I just saw a white Bronco down the highway. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of clips from that, but the I Michael Bay scene, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool to watch and relive it as an adult and actually know what was going on. So cool, 
Yeah, I, I tried to watch the 30 for 30 documentary. And we got through like two episodes and yeah. it's just one of those things we never went back to. Like I know people are going to hate me for this, but also like Breaking Bad. Like we watched one season mm. and we were just like, we felt no compulsion to go back to it. I don't know. I'm, I'll stick with Master Chef Junior. <laughs> I hate you for that because Breaking Bad is incredible. But I, I understand. You, yeah. you like what you like, man. Yeah. You know, hey. don't apologize. Hey. Thanks for that. You know what? It's too late to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it is too late. It's too late. All right. <laughs> yeah, that guy in the background. What is he doing in that T song? Timbaland, dude. <laughs> Don't talk about Timbaland. Is that him? I believe so. I know he's on that, that song, but is it him just going? I think it's <laughs> him. I'm pretty sure it's him. Who right. knows? Well, we're not going to get anywhere with this. Somebody so. knows. Let's jump into this movie. Um, June of 1981. Uh, no. No. 1980. Still in the 80s. Wait, but I, I feel like it... Oh, maybe that was just a typo then. June of 1980. Possibly. Sorry, Sorry my bad. It's, we're um, fine. I'm not perfect, okay, guys? I know we're still in the 80s, but I just looked at my notes and read what I saw. I think I meant to write 19, but June of 1980. That's yes. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I've got a tagline here. I think you probably have it too. Go ahead, because yeah. it's, it's a really bad one. Terrorized in the toilets? Chased after school? Shaken down for your lunch money? Get a bodyguard! Ah, I had one that, mine's different. Mine says, I'm tired of being terrorized in the toilets, chafed, <laughs> chased after school, and shaken down for my lunch money. Will you be my bodyguard? What does it mean to be terrorized in the toilets, Gabe? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you go in the bathroom and you, you get confronted by a bully and you get a oh. swirly. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, what were you thinking? <laughs> you had some Taco Bell. Oh, oh, I understand. Terror in the toilets. Oh, dude. We had Taco Bell this week. That's one thing we didn't mention in, uh, you know, we won't go into that, but there may have been terror in the toilets. Um, <laughs> That's probably far enough. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the budget was $3 million, and it made 22.5 while Sweet. it was in theaters. So Sweet. Made some moolah. Can't complain there. Yeah. It's a good amount of money. Good yeah. chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, the talent was Matt Dillon, who's in Something About Mary, Crash. He's been in a lot of stuff. In everything. Yeah. Um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. Adam Baldwin, not a Baldwin brother. He was in Full Metal Jacket and Independence Day and also a bunch of stuff. Like a lot of people in this film have like long a lot. Lots of credits. A lot of credits, but they're not they're not superstars. Yeah. But they no, work. No. I mean Adam Baldwin does voiceovers for DC. He's in all these video games. He was in Firefly. He's just mm -hmm. he's freaking everywhere. He's great. Yeah. He was fantastic. Uh Joan Cusack. Mm, Cusack. Little uh, baby Joan Cusack. Yeah. The brother of the other Cusack, I believe. Sh right? The, the the sister. Oh, sister. <laughs> Joan Cusack is a woman. Uh, Let's uh, establish see, that. I was confused. Uh, My understanding was different. She pops up in every 80s movie as a little girl. Like, how yeah. long have the freaking Cusacks been at this? They have been in the um, game. Fine. 70s, Res 80s. Respect to them. Yeah. Like, they've been making movies for a long, long time. Yeah. I love Joan Cusack. She was in Say Anything. She makes with, me laugh. With her bro. Yeah. So that was an excellent film. She's also the voice of... Um, what was her name in Toy Story? The toy with the red oh, hair. Uh, um, uh, the the girl, the, the cowboy, the cowgirl. Yeah, I cannot remember her name. Wow, we're Jenny failures. I don't know. Um, she was in two, three, and four. Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there another one in production as well? I think so. They're never yeah. gonna stop. Never stop. Uh, she's also currently starring in a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Oh, I need to watch that. She's really good in it too. She's very sweet. Yeah. Um. 
have not watched it and e- I feel bad about it. character. Oh yeah, that's also something that we've been watching but haven't finished, so we need to get back on that train. Yeah. Gotta get my NPH fixed. Um, yeah. An- another nice, talented person in this movie, Ruth Gordon. Uh, she plays the grandma. Oh yeah. The, the drunken grandma. Mm-hmm. She, I, she's so good in this movie. I don't know her really from anything but Harold and Maude, which I haven't seen, but that's this famous... Mm-hmm. Just look it up on YouTube. It looks very odd. I need to watch it just for my movie. Is that history. the one where the the boy and the woman yeah. have like an unhealthy kind of relationship? Yeah. Like this young. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's sexual. It's like she's this old yeah. woman and she hangs out with this young boy who's weird. And yeah, we need to watch it because we obviously don't know what we're talking about. But yeah, that's how I know f- who she was. I know like, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just never seen it. Yeah. Um. Some ratings received relatively well. Seven point one on IMDb. Three and a half stars from Ebert, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes with 28 reviews from critics. I like it. So, That's good. Not bad. Um, anything else to say about this film? I couldn't find any trivia. There was nothing on IMDb and nothing on their wiki. So, no. Do you have uh, any fun facts? No, I, no I'm not really. Uh, well, one more person. I, Martin Mull plays the, the dad, Clifford's dad. Oh, I just knew him from Clue. He plays um, Colonel Mustard in yeah. Clue. Anyway, he's another character actor. A lot of character actors in this movie. But yeah. The the greatness of Clue, uh, Colonel Mustard, but he's younger and thinner in this movie. Good into my thoughts on him later. Yeah. Um, so we open a long title sequence of Clifford, who is the kid in this film that we follow. Um, he's just like riding a bike throughout a city, addressing that he's in, I think they were in Chicago? Yes. Nice soundtrack um, in this moment. Yeah, it was pleasant. It's cool. Whimsical. Let's you know that it's a family-friendly film. Sure. Um, it was like five minutes long, maybe a little too long. Credits <laughs> rolling. I don't know. I got a little bored during it. Um, he walks into the like this swanky hotel, and people know him, so you know, obviously, like maybe he lives there, or he's been there for a while. Um, and it's also the first day of school the following day. For I think he's a freshman in high school. I think he's a sophomore. Is he a sophomore? Okay. I, I think they said that at one point. He's a little boy. Because I made a note, sophomores in high school. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, when I wrote that down, but I think someone said it. Yeah, I could have skipped over that. But he certainly looks like a freshman. He's not, yeah. he's not a big big boy. He's a baby boy. <laughs> uh, so uh, Clifford's grandma, uh, the woman you mentioned earlier. Harold Ruth Mom, Gordon. Ruth Gordon. What's her name in the movie? Grandma? <laughs> uh, they just call her Grandma, right? Uh, well, I'm sure uh, she has a name. Mrs. But... Mrs. Peach. They refer yeah, to her. Peach. Her last name's Peach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he ever they ever use her name other than Mom, Grandma, or Mrs. Peach. Yeah. But she's really good. So she's drunk at the hotel bar, which is kind of a theme going throughout the movie. Um, she's flirting with this man, making him and his wife very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's where you find out that Clifford's dad actually manages this hotel. And he has an attendant that comes in and tells him, like, hey, your grandma or your mom is in the in the bar again harassing these people. That smarmy guy. Yeah, he's he's such a tool. He's <laughs> yeah. he he just doesn't like he obviously doesn't like grandma or yeah. Mr. Peach and yeah. uh sort of has it out for her. He kinda wants Mr. Peach to not work there anymore. He probably thinks that he could take over the hotel. Yeah, like he's it. just that that character who's like sort of a stickler and he's mm-hmm. He looks he, he looks kind of like Dwight from the office. Yeah, Did he, you get that? 100%. <laughs> he he is Dwight from the yeah. office. Yeah, he looks a lot like him. Same sort of goofy haircut, glasses. Not as funny though. No, not not <laughs> not likable whatsoever, but he's yeah. not supposed to be, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they do a good job of that. Um this is where you also learn that there are troubles with the hotel. Rooms are getting double booked for important people. Uh 
grandma's hitting on people there are like leaks in some different rooms like i don't know yeah. it's kind of in shambles at the moment the I amb- guess. ambassador hotel yeah i think it was the ambassador yeah i don't know if that's real but sounds real who knows yeah it yeah. sounds legit um clifford's dad is having troubles with grandma is what we've established um and he got, he got, tries to shut her straight throughout the film just like he's always like hey you gotta stop yeah the, i mean this this side sort of like a sidebar of the movie mm-hmm. it, it, it's not bad it just fleshes out the story but it kind of goes back to grandma being a lush and she's making some trouble at the hotel but she's so likable to you the viewer so you i i mean she was to me i i loved her performance is so good in this movie yeah uh, i know maybe she didn't have a ton of material to work with but the storyline isn't really it doesn't do a lot. It's just sort of there to, to show Clifford's home life, I think. Yeah, we'll get into this later, but I just think the subplot is absolute garbage. I think it's one of the worst subplots besides the next film that we'll, that we'll talk about. This subplot? The, the, the grandma subplot. Yeah. It, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, there's, there's no that, resolution. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's sort of there. Just, it's there, and yeah. okay. There, there's one scene that I, that I adored with her and Linderman, the guy who mm-hmm. becomes the bodyguard. Uh, it made my wife cry. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> she cried three times oh, in this movie. Uh, three times, I counted. Oh my goodness! She she loved this movie, and I, I really? liked it. I liked it a lot too. But you're okay. right. This little it's just there to sort of show his home life. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it does. You're right. It doesn't add really anything. Yeah. So we'll skip over it. Yeah. So um, Clifford is dropped off at school the following day by another attendant, not the smarmy guy we were talking about. His dad isn't there. Yeah, someone know. from the hotel in a car yeah. with a hotel logo on it. Who's kind of like his... He's a bad protector, but he's like... He's there in a few scenes, and it's just kind of like watching over Clifford, kind of. But doesn't really help him. Yeah, just like a chauffeur yeah. type of a guy. Doesn't uh, want to get involved, you know? Yeah. Um, Clifford finds his class, and this is actually the the clip that I used from... Uh, or put in Wake and Fright um, about the kid telling him not to eat the boogers. Oh, on yeah. the table. He says, yeah, the fresh yeah. ones will give you hepatitis. That kid's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've never even funny. caught his name in the movie. Oh, uh, I don't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. I didn't God, think it was very important. That's bad, but he he's great. In the, he's so deadpan in the yeah. whole movie. He's really funny. This little nerdy kid who sits next to Clifford is great. I think I just wrote him down as a booger kid. <laughs> I didn't put his actual Yeah, it's name. just fun. I don't know. I just, it resonated. It was just one of those funny, like, odd characters that you laugh at that Again, adds color to the movie. Yeah, like you said, he's really deadpan. He's just kind of yeah. <laughs> straight-faced, doesn't really have a smile or he, a frown. He's resigned himself to the ways of high school. Like, he kind of knows how bullies work. He's just, he lays low, but he definitely is this, like, observer of, of life, and he tries to help Clifford out, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, he's, he's a quintessential part of the film. So, the class clown slash bully Moody, who is Matt Dillon... Uh, young Matt Dillon walks into the class. Everyone's kind of like, "Ooh, it's it's moody," That's and moody. some people are like cheering him on. And yeah, he's like a one of those kids who's cool and everyone likes him, but he's a yeah. super jerk. Yeah, yeah, he's sixteen in this movie. Were you by picked the way. down in high school, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, weren't, weren't we all? Right? Nah, dude, I was respected and you were feared moody. throughout dude, yeah. the school. You are moody in, <laughs> in my life. You're my moody. I'll just put you in a headlock right now. <laughs> Stop, Matt, Matt. Scuffle, scuffle. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he, he has like an interaction with a teacher. Um, he flirts with Joan Cusack's friend, not Joan Cusack, because she has braces and her hair is all fuzzy. Yeah, he's just blatantly horrible to Joan Cusack <laughs> yeah. in this movie. So he flirts with her blonde friend. He wants uh, to sit next to her. Yeah, he wants to sit next to her, uh, but 
um, Clifford has taken his spot. So mm-hmm. there's already some tension, you know, some stuff's about to go down because Clifford, he doesn't have it. He says, I'm sitting here. This is my spot. And I like that about Clifford. He's, he's sort of this just quiet guy who's not, a, he's not a nerd, but he, no. but he's just not a normal kid. He's not popular yeah. either. He's just sort of this kid. But it was funny because it kind of seemed like he didn't know who Moody was. I guess he's, he, he's new to this school maybe? Yeah, he's new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't know who he was. So he kind of uh, makes a jab at Moody mm-hmm. and the class is silenced Are and they they're go, like, Ooh. yeah, like no one ever stands up to Moody. What are you, you're an idiot. You're going to die after school. Yeah. Um, he's like the lamest bully you could have cast. I don't know. He just doesn't seem threatening. Well, he's certainly not physically imposing. <laughs> he's like really skinny. He's wearing a cutoff tee. He's confident. But yeah, he's got the slick back hair. His voice is deeper than deep. Deeper yeah. than deep. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's deeper than mine. Deeper I don't than have mine deep now. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's down here yeah. for like a sixteen year old. <laughs> and mine wasn't that deep. Yeah. But so I guess you he's know, he's imposing in a way. He's got swagger. Puberty hits us all at different times, Gabe. It's nothing <laughs> to worry about. Uh, so the teacher asks if Ricky Linderman is in the class. And everyone just gets silent again. Linderman? Ricky Linderman? Yeah, yeah and uh, nobody answers. They get all the oohs again, and the booger kid uh, calls him basically a mass murderer. That's kind of a rumor that goes around. But you do know that everyone at least assumes that Linderman was involved with someone's death. Yes. I don't think we know that it's his brother yet. Well, we'll to that. they say, they. I don't know if we're there, but they say at one point, the rumors are he killed his brother, mm-hmm. he raped a teacher, yeah. he killed a cop. Yeah, that comes up a lot. Yeah, so it's just that urban legend he's kid. Like a boogeyman. Yeah, it's know? like it's that kid who uh, is isolated in high school. I mean, we had that person, I'm thinking yeah. right now, like people made up stuff about him and yeah. same thing with Linderman. But yeah, high school is a mean, mean place for a lot of people. It really is. Um, so Clifford uh, makes fun of Moody, like we said. Moody threatens him and he says, we'll talk after school. Yep. So you know what that means. Meet me by the flagpole. Meet me outside. Cash me outside. Yeah, cash me outside. How, How about, about that? that? How about that? He We're a little bit that. late. <laughs> That's where that girl got it from was my bodyguard. <laughs> from my bodyguard. No one knows that though. Yeah. <laughs> she was born in like 2002 or something. So, um, uh, Booger Kid warns him about Moody. Says that uh, people pay him protection money in the school. You know, he extorts kids in the school, takes their lunch money. The typical bully move, you know, like, right, give me even, lunch money, kid. Even though, like, who, he's protecting them from who? Like, he's the bully, so it's even worse. Yeah, he's protecting he's, them from him. Basically. Yeah, he yeah. Would beat them up. Yeah. But he's not, like, he's not, like, your typical bully in, like, you know, like, the recess cartoon or something that comes up and is, like, really threatening. He's just kind of smooth, you know? Yeah, he's just manipulative and smooth and just makes you wary and, you know... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's basically practicing extortion, is what yeah. the principal says. Which I think, in, in a sea of, uh, of stuff in a film I didn't like, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that the suaveness of Moody is, is kind of cool, because I, I think that the, the, the big imposing bully thing is kind of overwrought. So, yeah. I, I like that he was just kind of... Like a cool dude he's got that confidence, was just... Again. Yeah, that was just kind of extorting kids. I like that. Oh, I like well, that about you would, I mean, <laughs> you probably did that in high school. So. I realized I was saying that as, <laughs> as I said it. Um, so Moody says he'll be Clifford's bodyguard and protect him against crazy guys like Lindman. He uh, corners him in the bathroom, essentially, after class. Yeah, they use Linderman as, sort again, the boogeyman, like, oh, there's people out there like that. Mm-hmm. So. so he's like, he's trying to play off as like, I'm a good guy. I'm yeah. going to protect you from Linderman. I'm on your side. Yeah. 
Um, so, just give me your freaking lunch money. Yeah, but Clifford doesn't want to give up his lunch money. Uh, so Moody tries to make him drink some toilet water, <laughs> and uh, Clifford splashes it back. He like gets it in a cup, and he's like, "Hey, just drink this, dude." And well, then, it's actually weird. He says, "Eat this." Oh, did he say? Which eat I thought this? was odd. Oh, <laughs> he's I like, "Eat drink. this." Maybe yes. my brain just like posited that it was. Maybe it was not toilet water. No, it was. You're right. You're right about everything. Oh, okay. It, except for that, it just. I thought it was weird to say, "Eat this." Yeah. So maybe anyway. he thought that they were gonna like put some poo in it. Not important. Yeah, but yeah, know. he grabs um, the cup and throws it back in Moody's face. And, yeah, and then the slowest chase scene I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Everyone's like jogging half speed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe the actor. Uh, um, make Chris Makepeace, who plays Clifford, uh-huh. maybe he couldn't run very fast. Maybe, or the camera couldn't keep up. I don't know, but it was it was like the least suspenseful chase scene I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It was like it was like if you took the YouTube video and clicked the little gear icon and oh, took it down I, by I like didn't even think, I didn't even speed. notice that. Like, oh, I, dude, I thought it was good. They they run into the auditorium and there's oh. like this funny like dance practice going on. They're up yeah. in the up in the uh, the seats that are up in the balcony and. It's good. He, he he evades capture for a moment. He evades capture in the slowest way possible. Uh, they're still having troubles with Grandma trying to pick up dudes at the bar. So this is after this. He gets away from him. He gets in the car. Yeah. Um. So he goes back to the hotel, and and I don't know what happened in the scene, but Grandma's still flirting with guys. I didn't take a lot of notes on her character. I just didn't think she was important. Yeah. They live um, at the hotel. She's just again. She's drunk and mm-hmm. yeah. She's frisky. Um, Clifford and his dad watch a woman changing through a telescope. It was like this weird little bonding scene they had. Really weird. I did not bond with my father that way. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel bad oh, man. for those who did. Uh, th- oh, th- this was normal. They live in the hotel. They're up on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think you think that Clifford is stargazing in this with his telescope. And they're not. They're looking at a woman across the across the way. Mm-hmm. And But it's, it is really creepy. His dad's like... Clifford sees someone his dad runs over and takes it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I, I need this more than you. Yeah. Like, this is gross. So yeah, he did say, I need this more yeah, than you. I like, think I'm that's exactly what he said. I need this more than you. So it's oh, supposed man. to be, it's supposed to be like a funny, endearing moment. Yeah. But funny it, in a 1980s sensibility. Yeah. Kind of way. At the core, I was kind of creeped out. That'd be a really good, like, uh, precursor to, um, like a suspense thriller, you know? Like, <laughs> He's been watching this girl for years and years <laughs> yes. through a telescope, and yeah. then, or we could recut this this trailer <laughs> for the movie and probably make it into a really funny horror. Trailer. That would be that would be hilarious. I yeah. think I would enjoy that more than the movie. Yeah. Um. So Dad knows about Moody somehow. I guess the driver told him because the, they chased Clifford out of the school and he got in the car with the driver and they were teasing him. So I guess the driver told the dad. Yeah. And he called the school, which. If you know anything about bullies, that's just going to make it worse. Bad move, dad. Bad move. You know, he just he's a loving dad that stares at women through telescopes. Yeah, with his like, son. I mean, he just wants to have more bonding times. To He wants to keep his son out of trouble, so he'll come home and oogle mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Google and oogle. Oggle? Oogle? Oggle. Oggle? I think it's oggle. Oggle women. Could be oogle. Let's make it a new word. Oogle. Oogle. Uh, so it cuts to the next scene, and the principal has both Clifford and Moody in the office. Um, and then he just like basically says, "Hey, quit picking on him, you know, like cut it, cut it off, you know." Like he's like he literally says, "You're practicing extortion. Yeah, so stop it." Very keyed in principle, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Moody waits for Clifford outside of the office, of course, and says, "Uh, you won't know when it's coming." 
You Watch know? your back. I'm gonna come down like fire <laughs> on you. Yeah, like a thousand arrows. He's got a. He's got that vague high school bully threat. Mm-hmm. Watch your back. You just made it worse for yourself. Yeah. You should have just said like you know I'll kill your dog or something. You know? <laughs> Again, Matt, who were you in high school? <laughs> a different. I person. had no idea. <laughs> that was one of my techniques, you know. <laughs> I'll kill your dog. Yeah. <laughs> it would have worked. It would have worked for me. Probably. I love my dog. I'm pretty threatening. So shout out to Samson. <laughs> Aw, Samson. What a what a great dog. What a great dog. He's he's going on eleven this oh, year. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Old guy. Uh, so um, it cuts to the next scene and they're in class. But Linderman shows up to class. He's yes, dirty. He disheveled. looks, you know, like you would see him on the 7 at about 1 a.m. <laughs> laying down on a bench. Face is, his face is kind of, like you said, sooty, dirty. Yeah. His hair's all crazy. Yeah. He's got a green army, army jacket on. Mm-hmm. Obviously some hand-me-downs. Too big for him. He's also massive. He is a big boy. He's a big old boy. He's a big boy. He's a big baby boy. He's got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, He's huge. And yeah. he, was, uh, he was 18 at the time they shot this movie. Jeez. Matt Dillon was 16, but... Um, he's he's a big boy. He towers over Matt Dillon. Yeah, just towers over him. Yeah. Uh, so the class goes quiet again. He just basically like gives a tardy slip and sits down in the back of the class. Yeah, nothing more. Uh, later they're playing basketball. Um, and then Moody and Clifford are on opposing teams. Shirts versus skins. Old school, you know. Oh yeah. Also, um, did it seem to you that there were like twenty guys on the court? There were a lot of men on the court. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they didn't stop and actually count. It, it was not 10. It was. It felt like it was 15 it's or 16. free for all. Dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a weird moment, but I was like, there's a lot of people on the court right now. <laughs> well, you don't play basketball with 10 people? And also, uh, obviously, Matt Dillon did not know how to play basketball because they threw the ball They throw the ball to him and he has to like dribble it twice and then yeah. it gets stolen. Yeah. But I think Clifford... Clifford knocked, steals it. Knocks yeah. it out of his hands. But man, it's really awkward. He's just not coordinated... Yeah. Not a basketball player. He wanted to be, though. He could have gone pro, you know? I don't know. Uh, so Moody takes a cheap shot on Clifford and hits him in the rib. Throws them elbow. bows. Throws the bow. Uh, and so Clifford goes to the ground. You know, he's a little bit injured. And the Moody says, why'd you get in the way? Or like... He, he, yeah. he's, he's like, well, he's like, why are you getting all crazy? It's just practice. Oh, yeah. So he, he put, pins it on... It's, it's just practice. We talking about practice. He just <laughs> pins it on... Um, on Clifford. He's like, dude, don't get so heated. It's just practice. Maybe that's where uh, Alan Iverson got that from. I, uh, talk about bullies. I hope he's not listening. Mm-hmm. I actually got in the only fight I've ever been in in my life in middle school yeah. playing basketball. Uh-huh. I stole the ball from a kid. Uh-huh. Just doing my job. Yeah. And I accidentally scraped his forearm oh, as I stole no. the ball. Like my hand reached in. And he, uh, he took offense to that. Oh, and I geez. had uh, braces and he, uh, oh, punched me no you got bloody mouth uh, i got the lip hooked on the braces oh that's painful yeah there's a visual for you yeah it's okay we, we made up later but um, that's good yeah i think i was i was like really scared and didn't know what to do so i just gave him the bird because I, <laughs> I had no idea i just wasn't a fighter <laughs> yeah. as a kid yeah and so i like gave him the bird and like stomped off and oh man we were fine but i was bleeding a little bit bleeding this is hard for me matt <laughs> This is therapy for this you. Is, this movie, <laughs> maybe that's why I associated. I love this movie so much. But. Yeah. Um, so 
it cuts to the next scene and they're in the locker room and uh, Clifford's locker is just full with salad or pasta sauce. Banana. I don't know what's banana in Banana peel. Just some slop that you'd feed to a pig. Yeah. Moody put it in there. Yeah, Moody and his henchmen. Just cafeteria slop. Yeah, slop. You know, what you put in the trough. It's in his locker and he's like really upset. You know, obviously I'd be mad if somebody put pasta sauce on my binder. Yeah. Uh, but he, he walks out. Um... So then Clifford, in the next scene, he's like hiding in, in the bathroom, right? And he's in the stall. Mm-hmm. And Moody comes in with his friend and they're talking and chatting. And you kind of get like this peek through the, the, the door from Clifford's point of view. From Clifford's point from of the, view. Yeah, from the inside of the He's stall. watching them. He wants to avoid them, obviously. They act like they're leaving. And then Clifford opens the door and they're actually waiting outside the door. So it's a pretty clever move. Yeah, they open the door and close there. it. Sounds like they're gone. Yeah, they do the classic like stomp your feet really loud. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving oh, now. Bye. bye. Down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Moody and his friend find him. They're going to, you know, beat him up, what they've been meaning to do, but their privacy in the bathroom, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And um, a, a pretty funny scene, I actually laughed out loud in this, is like Linderman kind of just slowly <laughs> rises out of the stall that's like right that's next, next to, to him. They didn't know he was there. He's like a foot and a half taller than the top of the stall. Yeah. And then he just yeah. like, without washing his hands, Linderman, disgusting. Come on, Linderman, you were, ju- you were just making mud in there and now you're not even going to wash your hands? <laughs> Come on. Making mud. <laughs> uh, so he, he, they see him and he's leaving, but then Moody's like, uh, yeah, so I got this thing to do. <laughs> that's friend, a good like, impression yeah. so him and his friend like leave yeah they're, they're afraid well, of yeah they, yeah they see linderman they leave yeah, yeah i would be afraid of a man who has supposedly killed yeah. someone oh um, yeah 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 um so it cuts the next scene it's clifford and Lind- linderman's like walking out of the school but clifford asks him to be his bodyguard essentially and he linderman, sees the power of linderman he's not afraid yeah. of linderman slenderman <laughs> That's a different type oh. of scary figure. Is a Slenderman. 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 But yeah, he, he sees Linderman's uh, potential as a bodyguard and asks him. And Linderman is just hesitant. He's like, leave me alone. He's quiet. He doesn't want to. He, he avoids. So he, he walks away. Yeah, I mean, I get it from Linderman's point of view. It's like, I don't want to get in any more trouble. Sure. I don't want to deal with people I don't have to deal with. I'm just trying to get out of high school and work on some bikes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still having trouble with grandma. And then it's at this point where I wrote a note that said, what a stupid plot line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I agree. I they, don't know why it goes back to grandma. They but just keep reintroducing it. Again, there's one really good scene. Yeah. We're almost there, but maybe that's why they did it. They're like, you're we right. Gotta, we got to keep this scene with yeah, grandma. Maybe. But, um, uh, so fast forward, right? The, the, mm-hmm. in the locker room again. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is where this is where I wrote like the Booger Kid is rowing a boat. They have like a lake at their school where they just get to row boats. You see that? Yeah, maybe it's like a pre-crew type of a deal. I guess, uh, or maybe it was uh, just in Chicago somewhere. I don't know. Like, well, they were uh, outside the school. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess it was like their lunch break oh, or okay. something. I don't really know. But, All right. Um, and then him and this other kid talk about how bad Linderman is, and that's where he says he raped the teacher and like he mm. killed somebody. Okay. Just adding to the Linderman fire. Clifford is really curious about him, though. He kind of wants to know yeah. his deal. He's obviously, like... You can tell Clifford's, like... Well, he also has his motives for wanting to go to Linderman, but he's kind of a good kid. Like, he just wants to... Yeah. He just wants to check in on Linderman. But yeah. the next scene you were about to address... Uh, yeah, the, so the, uh, they're in the locker room, and um, Clifford gets out of the shower. He's wrapped up in a towel. And uh, as he's going to his locker, 
Again, he runs into Moody and his cronies, and they pick mm-hmm. him up and lock him in a locker. I don't know if he's naked or not, but they... Uh, I don't remember. Whatever. So, I think he was... Was he swimming? He's still wet. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. swimming. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he gets out of the pool, goes like in. like a little... Yeah, so he's in a little suit. But little he boy a, speedo. Yeah, but uh, they, they lock him in a locker, and they walk away, and mm-hmm. guess who's there to save him? Well, be- before that, they were actually picking on another kid. And the kid is like, I, "Why Clifford doesn't pay? Why do I have to pay?" Right. And then Moody's right. like, mm, "Clifford, now, mm, yeah." Now Clifford's instigating change here yeah. in the school. He's not going to pay. So can't have that. Kids are getting bold, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that that's right. He comes around the corner, and they're bullying someone else. Mm-hmm. You're right. So he gets locked in the locker, and then uh, Linderman actually hears him inside of the locker. Linderman has such a big heart. He just <laughs> lets him out of the locker. Such a friendly giant. Sends him on yeah. his way. He walks by, reconsiders, mm-hmm. comes back, lets him out. Yeah. And, and and Clifford actually has a nice little moment where he's fed up with being bullied and he thinks Linderman's going to hurt him too. So he's like, just go ahead and do it. Just you. And he yeah. gets mad at him and kind of cusses him out. And oh, yeah. Just, that, was, that was good. Yeah. You know, you just see a little some insight into Clifford's uh, heart there. And but, yeah. But Linderman just walks off. He's obviously shell shocked. You know, he's like, kind of like Jeanette and Wake and Fright, you know, just Ooh. waiting for things to, just yeah. waiting for things to happen. That's right. That's right. Just resides. So we cut to the next scene, and they're in, um, I guess, like a, a, you know, like, you know, you would like go to Whataburger with your friends after school or something. They're in that kind of like diner place, just chilling. And then this is where you learn that Moody just like straight up likes to pick on Joan Crawford. He's like, hey, you want to go to the, to the, Cusack, not Joan Crawford. (laughs) Why did I say Joan Crawford? Joan Cusack. Her name is Shelly in the movie. Yeah. Where did I get Crawford from? Well, Joan Crawford is a person. I know. <laughs> but that's okay. Not I don't a, know why I wrote that down. She's not in this movie. We're good. Just move forward. I think I had done some face palms at this point, so I was like, eh. Yeah. But he, he has, a, he has a, a funny but really mean joke. So yeah, he's like, do you want to go to the movies later? She's like, oh, yeah. yeah I'd love to go to the movies and... He says, oh, cool, have fun while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty sick oh, joke. it's but... awful. It's so bad. <laughs> Hey, Gabe, you want to go to the movies later? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, you want to go at like seven? Oh, uh, yeah. You buy the popcorn? Yeah. I was supposed to be mean, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, you couldn't do it. <laughs> but I feel like, I was thinking about Joan Cusack in this moment. Like, she she kind of plays this character also in 16 Candles. It's the same, I mean, she, she has, Is she in 16 Candles? Yeah, yeah. She has like, oh. uh, she has really no lines, but she, in 16 Candles, it's even funnier. She has this mm-hmm. huge neck brace <laughs> and a retainer, but the oh, old kind, okay. with the metal thing across your face. I didn't face. realize that was her. Yeah, and so she sort of is, in a few movies, this nerdy character, and I just wondered how she felt about that. Well, she, she had like red hair, and she was What's pale? wrong with red hair? You have red hair. I know, but I got, <laughs> I got picked on in like middle school oh, okay. and junior high for having red hair. You know how kids are. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they were But like, you know, she just, she always, she's always had this kind of awkward look. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Gingers do have souls came out in high school, I will say <laughs> yeah. that. But at that point, people weren't really, like, I didn't really, I wasn't intrusive, so people weren't yeah. like, I kind of just stayed in the theater wing of the, of the anyway, high school. Anyway, good for you, Joan, for um, playing, you know, playing your type, I guess. And yeah, being making a lot of money. And yeah. Then, yeah. I guess, so yeah, she's not sad. She got paid. She got paid. Uh, so Clifford comes into the diner and uh, just picks up some mustard and ketchup bottles, sprays the bullies, pours a milkshake on Moody's head. Bold. He's so yeah. bold. Like, what happened to this kid? And he walks outside, he runs away from them. And he runs into like this vacant lot across the diner, essentially. And Moody's like, "You're dead, kid." And then Linderman dun, just dun, dun, you know. dun, steps out from behind the yeah. the dumpster or something. Um, yeah, he was like crouching behind the dumpster, and you know, you got to make it dramatic, of course. Right. 
So he steps up uh, beside him. Uh, that's where you learn that uh, Clifford hired him to be his bodyguard, obviously. Um, and then Moody tries to get his friends to to jump Linder. Fight him. And they're like, no, dude, four of us couldn't take this one guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, don't bail on me now, man. This one yeah. guy left. And he leaves. And so Moody, yeah. Moody leaves. He realizes he can't win. So, mm-hmm. so they all chicken out. out. Moody gets chumped. Moody leaves. And then, uh, or actually, the people before, like the, the booger kid, comes up and is like, "I'm gonna need my lunch money back." Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna... He, he he uses Linderman uh, in the moment as he can <laughs> yeah. to, to confront Moody. So you can tell that Linderman's about to get that that moolah. He is now the bodyguard of the school. Um, so Clifford it, thinks that him and Linderman are friends, but Linderman doesn't believe that they're friends. Well, he walks away. He leaves him. He sort of considered this a one time deal, mm-hmm. one time protection, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Clifford starts to follow him around. This is where he follows him, right? Uh, no, that's later. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. he anyway. So he's like, I thought we were friends, and they part, and he's like, No, we're not friends. So yeah. he, he again, he's just uh, he's hardened by life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of soon to where he follows him. There's not really a whole lot in between. Clifford asks his teacher about Linderman, and that's right. where she says that he killed his brother. Yeah, she knows that he killed his brother. Yeah, like, she says that's what she. Does she hear that, or does she know that? I think she heard that. Like people. We'll learn later that it was an accident in right. the eyes of the public, but I think people know. Well, actually, you just gave something away. She says his well, brother yeah. his brother accidentally shot himself. Oh, uh, did you say that? Yeah, well, they were playing with a gun, and the little brother accidentally, the gun went off, so. Spoilers for Spoiler. my bodyguard. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clifford sits with Linderman at lunch. Linderman still doesn't care. He still, like, wants to do his own thing. And this is where Clifford has his driver follow Linderman after school, mm-hmm. which could also be used in the recut where it's a horror could, film. Yes, it yeah, very well could, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just follow him, and they're in a bad part of Chicago. Going through alleys. Yeah. Well, he gets out of the car. Linderman sort of cuts through an alley, yeah. and he can't follow him, so he, Clifford gets out. Goes down a one-way street, and the yeah. like, I can't go down a one-way yeah. street. Yeah, bad part of town. Yeah. And he just, uh, I, I, I admire Clifford for this. He wants, he, he's not afraid of Linderman, and he... He doesn't have to pursue him as a friend, but I think he just wants to. Yeah. He's, he's a nice kid. Yeah, no, he, he obviously cares about him. I mean, there are nice messages in this film. Yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> I'll get into that later. Um, so they fo- he follows him like all the way through the town. He has people like begging him for change, you know, like it's a bad part of town. So he follows him into like this, um, or, or Linderman knows he's following, so he stops and confronts Clifford. And, like, why are you following me, dude? Yeah. Clifford's like, I just, I just want to be your friend, dude. I just want to check in on you. What's going on? Exactly how he talks. <laughs> yeah. And so Linderman asks him to drop it, and then we're Clifford, not friends. Leave me alone. Clifford won't drop it, and so he's like, "All right, you know what? Just follow me." And well, so, no, it's a, no, it's a funny moment. He goes, he's walking away, and Clifford goes, "Ricky," which is his first, Linderman's first name, and he turns around and he goes, "Where am I?" So he, he's gonna leave him alone. Yeah. Linderman's walking away, True. but he's, but he's lost in the yeah. ghetto. And then Linderman's like, "Ah, come on, just come follow on. me." So then you know, hey, they become they become friends. They become friends in that moment, in that one minute. No, uh, come on, it takes longer. <laughs> he follows him. He's like, "What are you doing out here?" Turns out, he takes him to this shop, this mm-hmm. old chop shop, and he's got a motorcycle that uh, he's working on. Working he can't on. find this one part. They don't make it anymore. So basically, Linderman is a junker. He goes through junkyards and stuff to try to find this carburetor or something for this old bike he's working on. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, uh, uh, they go to a junkyard and find the yeah Clifford. Part sorry, I just blank. Clifford hangs out yeah. with them and helps them look for it, and that's yeah. how they become friends. It, it's like it's like a ten minute long cut of scenes where it's just them becoming friends. Yeah, it's good. It's a little mon- friendship montage, Matt. We have those in our life. I know, but ours are better. <laughs> it just like it, it. I feel like it could. This movie would have been so much better if all of the first act had just been establishing Moody doesn't like Clifford, mm-hmm. and then we get like from the first part of the second act to like the midpoint of like if you can even say that with the script i feel like it doesn't even have like the traditional kind of st- structure that these types of films have but it like if it had been establishing their friendship in a longer period of time but now it mm. seemed like in the script at least they were like oh well, we haven't done enough to show that linderman cares about clifford so let's do it in this 10 minute chunk yeah. so we can get to the confrontations at the end. Yeah, but I liked it because I think it takes place over several days. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like one day. Yeah. And uh, so Clifford follows him. He shows him the motorcycle. Linderman lets him get up and sit on it. And mm-hmm. he tells him what he's doing. So Clifford decides to join him. They do it after school a few times. They're looking for these parts. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good because when they finally find this part, yeah, they get this motorcycle to work. And then it does cut to another montage of mm-hmm. them just riding the motorcycle, yeah. which was which I that one was a little <laughs> bit too long. But it's so it's so good because they're so happy. They're like, so happy. Linderman is just overjoyed. He got this old rusty bike to work. They're yeah. just like cruising through Chicago. They're both driving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just cut a lot of cuts of them riding. But it, it, it's important because of the end of what happens to his motorcycle. So they had mm-hmm. to establish that somehow, right? That like the motor the motorcycle was important to him. Yeah, which. I feel they could have done with less time, less but time. that's, you yeah, know, whatever. That's, that's cool. That's you cool. know, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Clifford brings Linderman to the hotel. There's like some sort of event that's happening. And I think this is the scene you were talking about, the yeah. nice scene with the grandma. So I will let you explain that because I had no emotional attachment <laughs> to anything that happened. Well, it's just cool. They become friends. And so Linderman uh, starts to hang out with Clifford a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think he comes to the hotel maybe just a couple times. But there's one scene where he. Comes to join him at the hotel. He looks a lot nicer. He's taking a shower. He's in his nice clothes, and they have dinner with the grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's nice. The grandma is sort of this sage type woman, even though she's always drinking and she's flirting and she's sort of getting in trouble. Uh, he has a really, really good line about his grandma earlier in the movie um, where Lindemann's like, is she something like is she afraid to die and clifford mm-hmm. says well she's i don't think she's afraid to die I, I think she's afraid of not living and so like it gives you insight into her i know it's not super deep but mm-hmm. she's just this full of life old woman mm-hmm. anyway they're sitting having dinner uh linderman is sitting with his arms on the table and grandma notices on his wrist there's some cuts on his wrist mm-hmm. and she because of who she is she doesn't ignore it she's like oh my gosh what what happened to you she tries to grab his arm and he kind of pulls away and Anyway, she's just really honest, and he lets her look at his arm, and he's like, oh, I just, I, I got into an accident. He kind of brushes it off. Mm-hmm. But I think she realizes that he's got a lot of pain, he has a lot of issues, and then she starts to read his palm, which I don't think she actually knows how to read a palm. I just think it was this really sweet moment where she encouraged him, and this is where my wife started to cry. <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, because, because she's, she's holding his hand and looking yeah. at all these lines in his hand, and she's like, oh my gosh, I see such a long life, I see a valuable life, I see a life mm-hmm. that has worth. Like these really deep, beautiful things to say to another person, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I don't know. I just thought that was really sweet. Like you see her 
really in that moment. Yeah. She she puts away the drunk, crazy grandma, and uh, she kind of her own walls come down, and she encourages him. And it was my wife was tearing up, and it was really really sweet. But that's the that's the scene I thought was really beautiful. She's an awesome yeah. actress. Yeah. Um, there is one scene I don't want to skip over. Uh, <laughs> Where the dad is talking to some woman who is in the hotel as a guest, and he's he's like being really suave with her, like, "Yeah, how did you enjoy your stay? Oh yeah, last night." And you, she was like, "Oh, I thought it was great." Like they hooked up or something. Yeah, secretly? and this happens for two or three minutes. It's not short. It's not short that they're flirting with each other, and mm -hmm. it like it just paints this dad as like this creepy like single yeah, dude like in the single context dude of the. In film. the in the early 80s, man. Yeah, and then and then Clifford and Lenderman show up, and he's like, oh, uh, here's your uh, key, and uh, I'll see you uh, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Pointless, you're right. Yeah. Another another plot line that just doesn't develop. Not not fleshed out at all. But after, you know, the, the nice scene you were talking about, uh, we find out that Moody has hired his own bodyguard, oh. a 30-year-old man named Mike, <laughs> who obviously did not go to the school. No, he's, he's totally an adult. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and Mike is obviously a bad dude. You don't want to mess with him. He's he's him and Lyndon are, are like the same size, honestly. Yeah. But he just looks older. He's got this old face. He looks older. I think he's a little bit may, maybe like he's definitely fatter than Linderman. Had a pot belly. But yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of just a big imposing guy. Yeah. So they're yeah, cut to them. They're they're back hanging mm -hmm. out. Um and Mike mm -hmm. confronts him. Yeah, and, and we spoke about this briefly because sometimes we do mention things to each other because we just can't keep it in. But <laughs> Mike is just always like, he gets up like right in Linderman's face oh, and yeah. does this thing where he like speaks softly to him. He's like, hey, you, are you, uh, are you okay? Are you, he's like, he's like, what's up, man? What's are up? you, uh, right? are you bullying my boy Moody? Yeah. Are you, uh, he's like, oh, well, well why, why you got to pick on, are you the guy who beats up kids? Mm -hmm. And he's just a super d-bag and some asmr for you yeah but he's always going up he's always like what's up you want to do this yeah uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. you hate him right yeah he's bat. like right up in linderman's face threatening yeah yeah and so in the scene he confronts linderman he's like i heard you've been you know beating up some kids and picking on moody and mm -hmm. who knows where moody but moody's like yeah all behind him just he feels all cocky now and mm -hmm. mike gets into a physical confrontation with Linderman, and Linderman doesn't want to. He's quiet. Doesn't he doesn't do anything. He doesn't say a word. He just, like, yeah. gets beat up, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that moment, they... Um, Linderman gets, gets up, gets on his bike, mm -hmm. tries to leave. And Mike Moody's like, leaving. Moody's like, stop him. What are you going to do? And Mike yeah. stands in front of his bike, makes him get off, takes it, and he rolls it into this pond. And they're in this, like, public park, and... Mm -hmm. So now the bike is submerged in this pond, and it's really it's pretty sad. Yeah, Linderman just runs away. Yeah, he runs away. He's very fast. He's he, <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's a gazelle. He, he, uh, he, you're exactly right. I don't know why they did that, but he he sort of starts to jog away, and then he picks up speed and like sprints away. It's very awkward. It just follow. It stays in the same spot. The <laughs> yeah. camera does, but it just follows him across this bridge from really yeah. far away. Yeah, he runs around a corner and then across the bridge, and he's going as fast as he can. It's, uh -huh. very, it's he just wants to get away, but it's just like I kind of yeah. laugh too. I was like, why is he going so fast? <laughs> you got to get away, dude. Yeah. So Clifford goes to Linderman's house. He's not home. His mom is looking for him. She's worried about him. Uh, and then Clifford goes back to the hotel, and Linderman is waiting for him on that balcony. Um, and then Linderman just asks him for some money. Which didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I, He's going to take a train, is what he asked the money for. So oh, the train later. see, I missed that. I thought he just asked for money, and I was, mm -hmm. and I was waiting for that to develop, and I yeah. must have missed it, because it was like, why does he want... Well, I don't yeah, he said that he's just basically gonna like run gonna away. leave. Okay, yeah, 
Um, so, and then and this is one of the weird messages in the film to me. Like, Clifford is mad at Linderman because he won't fight, which is like, that's more of like a Rocky thing than a my bodyguard thing. He's like, hey, mm. you got to find yourself worth by beating Mike up. You like you got to get yourself worth back, but it's not. It's not. He doesn't want him to go back and fight Mike. He just he's mad. Like why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you stand up for yourself? I guess I don't know. I got the impression that he was mad that he didn't fight. Like he well, was, I think he was, but I, but I think he's like is he like saying where's your passion? Well, yeah, it's just it's, he's just like you're you're Linderman. Why didn't you stand up for yourself? You just stood there and took it. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So as a kid who's been bullied, it's not like he's mad that he didn't defend. Clifford, he's just kind of like, he sees Linderman, he's like, why didn't you do anything? You could, you could have taken that guy. Okay. And, I don't know, I just think Linderman does, I think Linderman's passive, he's not, he's not mean, he's not a mean guy. Mm-hmm. He just did, I don't know. I see that. I'll, I'll give it another half star for that. Yeah, yeah. You explaining it to me. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Um, and this is where Linderman admits that he actually shot his brother. It was an accident, they were playing around with a gun, mm-hmm. and that they found in their father's closet. And uh, he said that he shot him, and it was a very descriptive scene. The little brother got like, wanted to hold it, and he said, "You can't hold it; you're too young." And he got yeah. mad and started fumbling with it, and then it went off and and yeah. shot him. Shot him in the head, and he said, "Like blood was gushing from his head." And it was yeah. like pretty pretty graphic. It's sad, but he admits that he lied about it. He's he put mm-hmm. he said I put the gun in his hand because I, I was so scared, and I yeah. told my parents that I found him. Yeah, and so Clifford's the only one who knows that he accidentally shot him at this point. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little. Maybe it was an overly emotional scene of like, I'm explaining to you why I'm so messed up or why I'm quiet. You know, yeah. one of those like dramatic. It, it was too explosive for like, yeah. like what they had built up to. Yeah. Another problem that I had for the film. But at least you know that's the weight that he's carrying around. That's why he's yeah. so quiet. That's why he doesn't want to engage. He's got a lot of junk. So that, Yeah, that's I mean, it. if I accidentally killed one of my brothers, yeah. I don't think I would have gone back to school. Yeah, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Um, so Linderman leaves on a train. That's what he got the money for. Uh, just leaving Clifford there. Um, and then it cuts to the next scene and Moody's confronting Clifford because now his bodyguard's gone. Everyone knows it. Uh, and then Linderman actually returns to get his bike from the lake. Yeah, they so see him getting it out. He left on the train. He had second thoughts, I guess. Came back for his bike. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. He loves that bike. He loves the bike. Uh, and then Moody tries to take the bike, but Linderman won't let him. But Mike... Uh, comes back. Yeah, he's wearing again. like this weird like scarf. <laughs> yeah, again, something that a high schooler wouldn't why wear. Why is he hanging out with a bunch of high schoolers? Yeah. Is he in high school? We don't know. <laughs> but he's Mike is still there. Yeah. So he sees him, approaches, does the same thing. Oh, what? What's up? Hey, Are you hey, you coming hey, back to? Uh, yeah. That's my bike. That's uh, my, you know whatever. Bike. Mike. And, and then Linderman at this point idiot. finally um, a lot of built up pent up you know mm-hmm. anger towards Mike and. He uh he he says fine here you you take it you take the bike yeah we're getting to the denouement we are we're getting to the the climax of the film which was good it was it was good <sighs> he hands Mike the bike and then he uses the opportunity to uh jump like to attack him mm-hmm. and to fight him mm-hmm. they get into a big fight Mike is sort of winning Linderman puts up a you know he starts to to beat him up and then uh, it's great. He, Moody jumps in on this action, right? Mm-hmm. He attacks Linderman because Mike is losing. So Moody runs up and gets kind of jumps on Linderman's back, and and then of course Linderman, Clifford's hero, is losing this fight, and Clifford has to jump in. Clifford well, has this to is jump what, in. This is what we've led up to. Clifford gets gets the uh, Clifford v Moody, the fight of the century. Yeah, Clifford jumps in and he's like, "Moody, you son of a 
yeah. and he jumps in and starts to fight. Choke Moody. him. Yeah. Yeah. So they fight and and Clifford's just getting the snot knocked out of him. So Linderman teaches him how to fight. And he's like, go for the nose. Well, no, it's great. Linderman beats Mike up. He wins. Yeah. Mike is down. And so it's awesome because Linderman looks over and sees Clifford fighting Moody and Moody's punching him and it's really awkward. Clifford is a really weak. His punches yeah. are just awkward and bad. Anyway, he keeps getting knocked down and when he gets knocked down, it's toward Moody or not Moody, towards Linderman. It's just, I thought it was cool. Like it was a cool, Linderman could have stepped in and helped him, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He sits there and he like grabs him by the shoulders and he's like, get up, get up, go back in there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a father, big brother-ish, like you got to face this. You're not made of glass. You're not going to die. Yeah, I mean, his dad is staring at him through telescopes right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he kind of watching not. from the yeah. top of the of the hotel. <laughs> but I just thought it was like kind of a, not, not to sound weird, but like a sweet moment, I guess. Yeah. Like a good friendship moment. So he picks him up, keeps getting knocked down. He's like, hey, you go for his nose. Break mm-hmm. his nose. And he starts to land some punches and finally pops him in the nose. And Dylan goes down and turns into a wuss. You broke my nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's bleeding and, you know, he turns into a little baby. And uh, and Linderman asks Clifford to be his bodyguard in a joking, funny way. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, maybe you should be my bodyguard." He actually quotes the same thing that yeah, Clifford yeah. Said. He's like, "I'll give you my lunch money," or I don't know yeah. what he says, but but it's cool. The, the ending of the movie so saccharine. It's a- <laughs> Come on, it's good. They have I have a-, a cold, dead heart. I can't you enjoy do. these kinds of things. No, it's just okay. So I'll take the ending here. Since okay. you obviously don't care. <laughs> they uh. They, Clifford wins the fight. Moody's knocked down. Mike is uh, over on the ground getting up. And mm-hmm. Linderman takes the bike. And uh, Booger Boy and Clifford and Joan Cusack just walk off. And they're laughing and like talking about, you know, and, and it's triumphant. They beat the bullies and the movie ends. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There was no other furthering of the story. It just, it, I, I liked it. It leaves you and you're like, okay, nice little ending. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was built up to that point of like, this is the point of the movie. Clifford is coming into his own. Mm-hmm. He, he's realizing that he has some sort of power in, on his own, that like he's got a good friend now. It just, I don't know, it's a, a good, good coming-of-age story. Let's go into final thoughts here, <laughs> Matt. I want you to... Should I go first, or should you go first? Um, I don't care. Would, do you want to roll with it? You're already talking, or do you want me to go? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go first. So, All right. I, I thought this was a really nice movie about coming-of-age. I just said that. I think it captured high school really well. I think it captured bullying in high school really well, at least how it used to be. Like, I don't know how it is now with texting and like the internet and all. It's got to be much worse. Much worse. But uh, it captures face to face, like an actual giant David and Goliath type of a thing, like bullies. Um, except for extortion. I don't know. That didn't, <laughs> that never happened to me. Uh, anyway, I thought it was really poignant. We all go through some semblance of that in our life. I thought Adam Baldwin was great. So is Chris Makepeace. I told you I liked him. I wish he had done more stuff. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like this funny little, he was sort of dry humor, sarcastic. He's a good actor. Ruth Gordon was amazing in this movie. She really shines. Just said, I like how Linderman doesn't help Clifford when he's fighting. He lets him learn. He helps him. He says, get up and go get him. My wife cried three times. <laughs> um, anyway, here's why I like this movie. This movie made me feel... I think how I would have felt if I were 12 and I was watching it. Like, I was mm-hmm. totally into it. I didn't think I would be at all. I thought it would be really bad, but I thought it was good. I watched it and I was like, associate, not because I got, I didn't really get picked on in high school, but I thought, I don't know, I just, it sucked me in. It was like mm-hmm. the first time I saw Karate Kid. I was so into it. I thought it was just into it. I thought it was totally real. Mm-hmm. This movie made me feel the same 
things. It's not, it's also not trying to sell you anything. There's nothing, I don't know, like, this is just a good story. They're not, they're not pushing anything on you. They're not trying to make you see one side. It's just good. It's quiet. It's thoughtful. Uh, I just thought it captured that little glimpse of time perfectly, aside from all the hotel crap. Cut mm -hmm. that stuff out. Not important. Um, I'm giving this movie 3.5 swirlies out wow. of five. All right. I liked it. I, I, I would watch it again. Yeah. Like for fun. If it was on TV, I'd be like, oh, this is a, this is a good little movie. Okay. So I, my main complications or problems with this film came from the script. And then also, oddly enough, the sound engineering in the movie. I don't know if you noticed that, but hmm. I guess I'll talk about the script first. Like I said, and have said repeatedly through this discussion we've had about the movie, I think the grandma subplot is pointless. I think the dad subplot is pointless. And I think if you're going to have subplots that you want to have multiple scenes for, they have to have a resolution. They have to have additive meaning to the end of the film. And I guess grandma kind of does when she reads the poem, but that's really the last bit you see of her. You see her again later in a scene we didn't talk about where she's like flirting with this really old famous guy. I guess he is. Uh, he, he's like, own, he like owns the hotel basically. Yeah. And, and, she, and she, he loves her. And so she like, they're basically like, Hey, we're going to go do our thing later. Like that's basically what they insinuate. Cause she's like, my room number is whatever, whatever. Well, he's coming to check on the hotel yeah. because he, he's had reports of her being a mm -hmm. disruption and she woo, you know, she, she woos him like yeah. she woos everyone and he ends up really having a good time. So, so if that's the resolution and it doesn't add anything to <laughs> no, the, the end of the film, I have a problem with it. Yep. Um, a lot of the positive reviews I read about this movie were like what you said. They felt an attachment to it. They felt that in the midst of all these kinds of teen movies that were coming out in the 70s and 80s, Foxes, 16 Candles, all the John Hughes movies, uh, they dealt around sex and like being popular and like, yeah, you know, right. fitting into the culture. It's all about sex. And I don't like those movies more because I necessarily agree with those things or identify with those things. I think those are better crafted films. And that's how I view a movie. Mm -hmm. Even though I felt like the message of this movie was nice and I liked the performances, the scripts and just how everything evolved ruined everything for me. And I I face palmed for the first time <laughs> during any movie during this film. Oh, really? And it was like, yeah, just like when they were bonding and I was like, why mm. is this taking so long? And and then the sound engineering, which I also talked about. There's a lot of crowd scenes in this movie. There's a lot of kids around. And there were times when the crowd was so loud that it was really hard to hear what people on screen were saying. Or yeah, the that. sound would get really loud and cut out suddenly. And this is the first time where I've really noticed sound in the film. Which hmm. is bad because you shouldn't... shouldn't I mean, you should notice it. sound, but you shouldn't be actively aware of it. Like I was in this movie. Um, so problems with the script, problem with the sound. I thought all the performances were fine. I liked the message of the film. In the end, that's really not enough to carry the movie for me. So I had to rate it appropriately to other movies that I have rated so far. So I would give this two out of five pointless grandmas. Okay. Well, that's yeah. better than I thought you'd say. Better than... <laughs> pointless grandmas? That's better, good. I like your rating. Better than, uh, you know, um, when time ran out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> better than, um, where the Buffalo Roam. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I th I don't remember what I rated Windwalker, but uh, I don't remember what I, I gave it. Um, 
Okay, well, good. That that's that's good. I'll a like- movie that I wouldn't want to watch again on my own, but if somebody had it on, I wouldn't like tell them to turn it off. Yeah, I think it's just one of those like nice. A lot of people, it was probably on TV a lot yeah. in the eighties, and mm-hmm. um, I never saw it. This is my first time, but I've heard of it. Yeah, and yeah, it's it feel good. good. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> I've I did forgot forget to say this at the beginning for trivia. I did find out. Do you remember that crappy movie that came out a while ago called Drillbit Taylor? Oh yeah, it wasn't uh Ale- or the, what is his name? Adam Baldwin was yeah. he in it? Yeah, well, he's in it for like 5 seconds. But yeah. I looked up this clip, so it's it's same thing. It it follows the bully genre. These little nerdy kids hire Owen Wilson to be their bodyguard. I do not remember Drillbit yeah, Taylor. He's the star. I di- I didn't see it. I just I, <laughs> I remember it coming out, but in the trivia, I did find that uh, they throw Adam Baldwin in. Oh, these kids are interviewing bodyguards. Yeah. And uh, so I looked it up, and it's on YouTube, and it's so funny. <laughs> like, he sits down in front of the camera. It's just a montage of different... It's really funny. Yeah. But it's Adam Baldwin wearing the same jacket. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, his hair is short, <laughs> and he's older, but he yeah. sits down, and he goes, he's like, paying a bodyguard? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then, like, that's all it is. He has, wow. like, two lines. What a deep cut, Yeah, dude. it's great. It's so great. <laughs> Um, that is the essence of a deep cut. I love it. He was like, paying a bodyguard to protect you? That's the dumbest thing I've ever Ten heard. Ten people in movie theaters watching <laughs> Drill Bits Taylor were like, oh! <laughs> oh, I get it. Cool. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Oh, that was cool. Okay, so, so that was our uh, discussion of My Bodyguard. Yeah, watch Anything it. else to add, Gabriel, or should we plug our social media? I think we should plug it. Just plug it up. Let's plug it. So, uh, iTunes... You know where to find us, Rewind Cinema, just search it. If you have the time, please at least give us a rating. Yeah. A review would be great. Subscribe. Uh, yeah, next episode we're going to shout out some new reviews we got. Um, we would love to shout you out. Just give us some ratings. Um, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher TuneIn, Pocket Casts, everything that you use will be on there. Yep. Hopefully, if we're not, let us know. We'll get on there. Yeah. Um, Twitter, at Rewind Cinema Pod. Yep, Gmail, uh, rewind cinema podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, rewind cinema pod, and, forward slash rewind cinema pod. Yeah, and music for the episode is provided by Natural Anthem. Find their stuff at naturalanthem.net. .net. I got it this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really like them, so check them out. Their stuff is great. I love Spoonful. They have another song called Paranoid, which is like probably one of my top 10 songs. I nice. love that song. Please nice. go check them out on Spotify. And if you don't have anything else, That's it, man. If you need a bodyguard, contact Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll refer you to one because I'm not one. (laughs) It says you're a bodyguard on LinkedIn. Oh gosh, did I get get endorsed for that and accept it accidentally? I endorsed you. All right, until next time, friends. Watch more movies. movies.